0: Welcome to Like Mother, Like Son, Like Movies. Uh, I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. And uh, today we are again at the Oscars. Um, I think, uh, so this, if nobody knows what this is about uh, or hears this the first time, it's, uh, we, it's became kind of a tradition for us to do uh, every year uh, our kind of a reaction to the Oscar uh, winners and uh, how we do it is always is that we uh, obsessively avoid the winners after the announcements have been made, and we uh, save it for this our podcast uh, discussion. And we will uh, go through the, all the nominations or some of the categories that we have time for for an, for an hour. And we are going to um, talk about our predictions about the nominations and about the Oscars, and without
1: knowing the results.
0: Yeah, without knowing the results and then we are going to uh, reveal it to ourselves.
1: To uh, ourselves, while yeah.
0: Doggy, so it will be really fun and exciting for us. Really
1: exciting.
0: So, uh, uh, thanks for joining us on this journey. And, um, just to, uh, we really try hard to get, get into the categories and stuff like that, but uh, I just wanted to say in the beginning that I was actually thinking about the Oscars uh, and this year now as I, I started to uh, think about uh, about the Oscars that actually our our podcast or our discussion about talking about Oscars and all the movies that have been nominated and all of this stuff, I realized that it's actually it's kind of like uh, a, re- a review of a year it's not Ooh. really only about the oscars it's also about the whole year you know two thousand and seventeen. You yeah. know, all the movies that came out, which are nominated, which aren't, and it's and, and it's kind of uh, I realize that we we in a way we also talk about you know about all the movies that we have seen and how we thought about them and all of this stuff. So it's kind of a yeah like a retrospective uh, <laughs> yeah. discussion in a way, and that makes it quite funny in a way that um, that that you don't have to only think about it as an Oscar discussion. You no, know. so um, that's funny, and and uh, I, I recognize that our kind of like the the theme of our when we started to talk about the Oscar is that this year the 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 topic of our discussion became um, to be a lot about the fact that we felt like this year it, the discussion was more about not the movies that were nominated. But all the movies that weren't nominated.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. All the movies that have been left out. That mm. Where are the movies? You know? Because it was a great year. Yeah. And um, like, uh, you, you saw some really, really good movies. I didn't uh, get to see all of them. But um, which were the movies that you mentioned?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, the... Movie of the year in this Oscar should have been uh, Sofia Coppola's The Beguiled. For sure it's it's a real tragedy that it's not even mentioned there. <laughs> it looks like they haven't understood at all what they were doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Is uh, who took the nominees because it's it's uh, first of all it's a it's a great woman director if they want to talk about women women directors yeah. so here we have here <laughs> we have the top woman director yeah. really good one and the great movie and it's a very actual it's now actual this subject
0: mm, yeah you know like very re- re- uh, relevant to the yeah, to the issues okay. that we are dealing right now yeah, in the world and stuff like this. Yeah, I would like
1: to talk about this movie separately. Something. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can't so wait more... to also see it. So,
1: so, so yeah. I feel like I have nothing to say about Oscars as long as this one is not there.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then... <laughs> yeah. And, and there was and then... also the other female woman movie that I was kind of like surprised that wasn't there. Was the the Lund Ramsey, um, uh, the you were never really here.
1: Yeah, the Scottish director. She's Scottish, maybe that's why.
0: Maybe, but, but it has Joaquin Phoenix and it's an it, English movie and everything. And, it's, and it, it, it got
1: it, two it, prizes in Cannes Festival for best screenplay and also the Joaquin Phoenix as the actor.
0: Yeah, so, good for him.
1: Yeah, but, and Lynn Ramsey uh, is one of the best women directors as I found yeah. out. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, we talked about the Kevin, but it was a bad <laughs> example of <laughs> her... <laughs> Like her movies, because yeah,
1: there's an interesting uh, detail that it's such a terrible movie that she, yeah. but I want to find out why, what the reasons yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are other films which she has done, is wonderful. Yeah, and then there are two films which are not here, which is <laughs> for me, I I'm comprehensible. It's, it's uh, Downsizing mm-hmm. from Alexander Payne. Downsizing and Happy End by Michael Haneke, which is so it's um, he's uh, Austrian, I think. So it should be in the foreign films. Mm, yeah no, not here. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: The two best films with, with this big guide I consider them not the best. Uh, the top. Yeah. So let's say these are a few examples, but there are also other things. So let's yeah. go to the
0: yeah, yeah. So let's let's jump into it. So we 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 selected some categories that we kind of have something to say about. So we don't go through all of them, like makeup. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about makeup and. Uh, stuff yeah, like
1: we that. go on things which are, we know about. Yeah. Things. So
0: the first one, like um, it 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 was kind of a, a kind of special for me. I, I don't know if if you have something to say about it, but it uh, the first one would be the original song. Mm-hmm. and um uh there are there are a couple of interesting details in this this category which are um i uh first of all there is uh uh Sufjan Stevens is nominated for an Oscar do you know who he is no he's an american songwriter so uh, and he's he's really amazing i really like like his music and i i i recommend you also uh look look him up, like he he has done some amazing albums, and I was really surprised that, wow, he I I didn't know that, but he made a music to the Call Me By Your Name Um,
1: That film I saw?
0: Yeah, there was a song from Sufjan Stevens, like uh, I I haven't...
1: What do you call
0: him? Sufjan Sufjan Stevens
1: Sufjan Stevens
0: Yeah (laughs) I I don't know the background of the name, but he's uh, Okay, and uh, Actually, I have actually I haven't even heard that song yet. But I I kind of really really respect this 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 uh, uh, musician and his his stuff. That I I kind of like with in you know, some ways that he could get a uh, recognition with an Oscar or something. I don't know. But the interesting thing is that he also made another song for another movie uh, uh-huh. from the year, which was "I Tonya."
1: Uh-huh. And uh,
0: that I heard like I uh, th- he. Apparently, his song wasn't included in the film, but he wanted to release it as a single anyway. So it is out, it is released, it is a public song. And it is for that movie, but it's not in the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. So I that's think.
0: also interesting. And that I have I have heard, and it's really amazing. I really love it. Mm. Um, so... But what
1: would you... Vote for what do you think was the best?
0: So the, the re- maybe the, the origin, like maybe the main reason why I wanted to like pick pick the original song was to mention that uh, it uh, and, and kind of like well, my personal favorite that I actually like listened to and it really affected me. And if, if any song from a movie should be Oscar worthy, is the uh, "Remember Me" from Coco, oh, which is unbelievable song and, and how they use the song in the movie is unbelievable. I haven't because, seen
1: it yet. Because
0: but... it's it's it sets in the Mex- Mexico and it's about Mexico uh musician. Yeah. It's about music. And it it starts off like the the it it says like this it's about this Mexican guy who wrote the song Remember Me. He's just known like it's his best best uh, song that he made and in the beginning of the movie it's like this, they saw it on TV it's like this huge spectacle and it, there's like this long stairs and it's like this very up, upbeat orchestrated song, remember me remember me yeah. you know, and it's like full of energy and stuff like this and it's like a pop song you know mm-hmm. and, uh, and throughout the movie they will play and sing the same song, remember me but, but 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 very carefully towards the end of the movie, it gets broken down into the core raw format of what the song actually is about.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it, in the end, it's nothing to do with the pop and energy and positive and or, or, you know, like this upbeat yeah. uh, extravanza, you know. But in the end, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit emotional for me, but it's, it, in the end, it's something, something most essential thing to us humans and our relations with each other. Oh. And, it's, and it's sung by the, the main character, the boy, and it's this broken, because, he, because he's really emotional in that moment. Mm. And it's so simple. It's the most simple song, but it's so effective. It, that ending of Coco was one of the most, in a long time, one of the most emotional scenes I have seen in a movie. And yeah,
1: who, who made this song?
0: It's by uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Maybe it's a duo, like, I don't know, but maybe they're related, who knows. But I, it was... I if you know we we have always like these original songs for movies you know like a bond song or something but they sometimes feel like like a like a like a decoration for movie you mm-hmm. know like at the end or it's like a theme song for a movie but the remember me actually has it's a character in the movie so i really hope that he uh, yeah,
1: so did it you know, win
0: okay no, this is horrible <laughs> Okay, okay, let's see If it uh, won uh... Yay, it won It won? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> oh my god
1: i so But I believe you
0: <laughs> oh, so Wow oh, That's so nice oh. Ooh, no. wow, That was exciting no. But that uh, but sad for Sophia Stevens That Coco had to be there of the same year as him because yeah, he, yeah, Oscar. But, but like I said,
1: happened. that would happen,
0: yeah. Okay, let's go to the next one. So, uh, yeah. uh, the next one would be the production design,
1: yeah.
0: And we have, uh, actually, I didn't even uh, mention the nominations, but it was basically just Coco. I didn't even know what the others, but now in the production design, we have Beauty and the Beast, we have Blade Runner. 2049. We have Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Yeah. So I think uh, we kind of, in parts, why I wanted to talk about production design is because these are the few uh, kind of uh, other categories where Blade Runner is mentioned.
1: no ah, You yeah. know,
0: it's not the best movie or anything, but it's it is mentioned it's visual effects and production design and cin- cinematography and stuff like this and mm. it's, it, it's a movie that I think would deserve all of those.
1: Yeah but you know I think that uh, shape of water will want it uh, win it so? because that film is the whole film is all about production design. It wouldn't be without the production design.
0: Well, what about Blade Runner?
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's like (laughs) it's it's now regretfully it has to go make place for The Shape of Water because that film they've been talking about it so much and everything and I don't really understand why. But Uh. the production design is fantastic there.
0: You think it's the best element of
1: the movie? Best element of the movie is the the production design.
0: But yeah, yeah,
1: and the music—it's really deafening the whole time. It blows your brains out. Yeah. So and the script and the people are mean. Everybody (laughs) in the film is mean, and except Michael Stuhlbarg. He is the, he is really the nice guy there,
0: but. Uh, you mean the, right? the spy, or or but, who who was he? He was the spy.
1: He was the spy, the Russian. He yeah. talked Russian that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but you know the thing about Guillermo del Toro is that it it basically all of his movies are production design movies. You know, like yeah, they he also He's his biggest. Like uh, asset or his like thing is the 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 the, the universe of the movie. Yeah, and...
1: that's what he knows to do, and that's it. Yeah. And like... otherwise, I don't understand why they talk about it, except Michael Sturberg They <laughs> pick him up as a star. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and even more like the the previous film Crimson Peak, that was really like it was a like a haunted house movie basically. Mm. And there, the the production is actually is the character because it's the Yeah, really too. You know, the
1: production is the yeah. monster. But,
0: and but I, is it is it because you want to have it for it, or you think that it, it it they they gave it to it?
1: I think they gave it to it because it's no other chance, and I I don't. It's nothing to do with if I want it or not. Because <laughs> Guillermo del Toro just pushed through. Yeah. The power is just like that. Well, so uh,
0: that's
1: what I think.
0: But but I I still think that Blade Runner was 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 way 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 much better. Like, I'm, okay. I'm sorry to say this.
1: Yeah, okay. So I, I, love I think
0: it's deserved. It's because the, the, <laughs> the universe they made and Blade Runner because like the original Blade Runner, the story is not not the best part. It's the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in in the same water, you at least have a story. But, okay, in in the second Blade Runner, there was quite a good story also. But still, like, the main character was the, you know, the universe. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, so that's what you are looking at, you know. But then also go next to sound editing and, you know, and score and all of this. But, okay, you want to know who Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you were right. What? It was the same before. That.
1: Yeah, that's the
0: way. It's so obvious to you.
1: Yeah, it's obvious. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you, you usually rolled, have a very good feel. Of it
1: rolled, it. when I was sitting in the theater, it rolled over me like in this, into, the, into my lap <laughs> the whole time. It rolled over me. It was production design. Okay. Yeah, okay. Nice, nice. Good for him. He's okay. very good.
0: So we have another chance for playrunner Runner in the cinematography.
1: Good. Yeah, and it's so good film that it do not need any Oscar any. So okay, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, it goes around the circle. To the, <laughs> so we have also the Darkest Hour. We have uh, Dunkirk. Ah, uh,
1: uh, uh, you mean that we are in cinematography?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I made the prints already, see? Good, good. <laughs> so we have uh, Mudbound uh, and The Shape of Water. And here I am kind of... Uh,
1: the, mm. Roger
0: Dickens is is amazing. Uh, he's really one of the best. You know, um, Blade Runner is was absolutely marvelous.
1: Marvelous, marvelous.
0: But also, I I saw I, I saw Dunkirk, and that was that was hell of a beautiful film.
1: That was a hell of a beautiful film. <laughs> my cards are on
0: Dunkirk. Really, wow. really.
1: Because how did he do that? All that water business and all that—it's just something amazing.
0: At the, the dog fighting, Liverpool yeah. on the air, like that was—you were really there, and you know, like it was so well shot. And
1: but did you notice one funny thing there? That uh, there was Tom Hardy sitting all the movie—he was sitting in the airplane <laughs> and with the mask on him, and he was exactly like Max. What was this Max movie? Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. Where he had this thing on his face, this mask.
0: I I I would say that most people would, would compare it to the uh to the Dark Knight Rising where he he played Pain that had this mask over his oh, face. The, oh, whole, the whole character is that he has a mask and he, oh. he talks like this behind his mask and his think- you know? He's doomed. He's doomed
1: <laughs> to wear masks. And I was so laughing when I saw him in the airplane.
0: And, and also he made this other movie, like, oh, was it Locke or something? Where he's like sitting yeah. in a car the whole movie. So now yes. he was sitting in an airplane the whole
1: movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and poor him, poor and, him. He should have a price for sitting in something.
0: Yeah, so. and, I, and I was thinking like, at the end of the movie, I was thinking when he, like he's actually standing outside of the airplane and everything. Mm. I was thinking like, you know, this, I'm really sorry to say, but this character could have been played by somebody else.
1: Yeah, it could have been. It did
0: indeed Tom Hardy. It was really weird. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it was such a, a background character in a way. Yeah. Everybody could have played this.
1: Yeah. Really,
0: so, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: Dunkirk, I want to say about Dunkirk, because I I watched it because of it's Oscar nominee. And I was surprised because normally these war movies are not now at the moment really something. We've seen so many of them. So what? So, but it surprised me. The subject is very old, old like. Yeah. But it's done marvelously good. Really. Yeah, yeah. So I put my cards on cinematography on. <laughs> um
0: Yeah, I, I I also could say something about Tanger, but maybe we say at the at the later on I will okay. we can we can talk about it more. But uh I, I I'm going to say that maybe Blade Runner will win it because there was a lot of talk and like like talk on the internet and campaigns talking about Roger Deakins that you know he has had to an amazing career so far and he really is an Oscar deserving guy. So I'm going to put my cards on the table and say that it's 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 Roger Dickens who who will win this time. Because because okay so let's see. Um, yeah and I was right hey Blade runner. Yeah. Yeah Roger Dickens
1: Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank. (laughs) But okay, but very good. I I really think Blade Runner is it's an exquisite film. Good.
0: Yeah, yeah, very nice. Um, He he really uh, deserves it. I don't know if he got before or something, but every movie he made is Oscar worthy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, and the next one, uh, we are going to jump into the original screenplay. Yeah. And on this category, we have The Big Sick. Uh, It's what I really wanted to see, but I didn't get the chance.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm Um, waiting to see
0: it. uh, They say that it's it's like a very refreshing take on the the, uh, romantic comedy. Oh, yeah. Which I, I usually don't really like because they're all the same. Um, mm. So, but uh, I, I heard a lot of good things about it. And if I it's know. original screenplay or nomination, then wow, that must be good. But let's see. Yeah. Then we have Get Out, um, Ladybird, The Shape mm. of Water, and Free Billboards Outside Epic, Missouri. Yeah. And I'm getting a little bit uh, like. I said that Big Sick, it's a screenplay nomination, so it must be good. But then again, we have three billboards outside the Big Missouri, so I don't have so much faith for this, that they really know what they are talking about when they nominate this kind of movies.
1: Yeah, well, I think that uh, the one who should get it is Phantom Thread, but it's not
0: there. <laughs> it's
1: a screenplay. You look at it and it's just...
0: True, out. true. Yeah, it's if it's any, out of this world. if it's any of from, if it would be any other movie from this who, who are nominated, it, I agree, it should be Phantom Thread. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but, but I have my own from this, which they have put into to to select. I would put my cards on Get
0: Out. Me too. Yeah. And I, I would, I would like that, that from all of this. I haven't seen Lady Bird either, so it's uh, I also wanted to see. But Get Out was something extraordinary how extraordinary. how well it was written. Yeah, yeah, that and yeah, and it's a lot to say from horror movies and stuff like this that you can still find a very refreshing new angle.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, I think it's Jordan Peele wrote it. It yeah. was the director.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, the talented person. I put my cards on Get Out. <laughs>
0: Let's see. Uh, where is it? Uh, and it's Get Out.
1: It get Out? Okay. No, I, I really, I, I'm sorry. I didn't buy champagne. I should. No. So we, Wonderful. So we Wonderful. Both, both
0: have uh guessed right two times.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't realize all this, but you know, <laughs> I'm sending happy, happy regards to Jordan Peel and keep up good work.
0: Yeah, can't wait you to see really his, uh... Marvelous. I cannot wait to see his other films, like if it's this good. It's, yeah. it's really um uh, so then we are going to we are going to skip adapted screenplay and all of these because yeah, we don't have enough time and we are going to go into best foreign language films yeah because uh, this is always, always interesting
1: yeah and and it's
0: like this little nice category on the side where there's all these international masterpieces <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that cannot fit into all the other ones like uh, it's, it's kind of uh, ridiculous but Okay,
1: um, what do we have?
0: And, well, Haneke is not there, so. But we have.
1: What do we have?
0: We have a uh, fantastic woman mm-hmm. uh, from Chile. We have the insult from Lebanon. And we have Loveless from Russia, uh, who we, we know from Leviathan. Uh, and a fantastic woman is, of course, Gloria. The same yeah, director.
1: Sebastian Lelia, who made Gloria. Yeah.
0: And on body and soul from Hungary,
1: mm. and
0: the square from Sweden,
1: Ruben Östlund.
0: Yeah, I, and I'm a little bit afraid. I, I, this is for, a little bit nervous for me. This because I'm a little bit afraid that the square would have has has a chance to win.
1: Yeah, i know.
0: because I. Uh, and I not, really don't want this guy to get too much on his head, you know. know no, like that he no. he thinks that he's super he, super. Yeah, yeah, but
1: something. he has a uh, unique qualities. <laughs> really, this Ruben has unique qualities. I've seen other films of him, and he's really good. But he's not on on this group. He shouldn't be. Nah. And uh, yeah. I think that um, the absolute film which should win this year. Is happy end from Mikael Haneke, <laughs> <not gone. laughs>
0: But but you know Haneke won two times at Cannes. Mm-hmm.
1: You
0: know he he's such a, you know it. Maybe it's nice that he's not part of it because he's he's too good. Yeah. You know he's too good for every, any other to have a chance. Yeah. So it, it, it's it sometimes yeah, it's kind it's of nice it, to that. Yeah. That that is but uh, it's it's hard.
1: Yeah, so you know my show uh, cho- choice is uh, a fantastic woman from Chile. Ah,
0: you liked
1: it. It's a very it's a subject. It considers a theme which needs to be talked about, and it's at the moment is current, mm-hmm. and it's done very very well.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you think that it because of it? Yeah, sometimes I feel like they 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 make they they give these winners and movies like the award also a little bit like with all the time that it's like relevant, you know? Like yeah,
1: yeah. like we know that the the women are have, should be and the blacks should be and any group should be and this this
0: yeah, sex yeah.
1: people should be so. But it, of course, it has nothing to do with really about movie making. But
0: yeah.
1: But I think fantasy woman. What do you think?
0: Uh, I don't know really because the only movie I've seen is The Square, and I really don't want it to win. So any any movie except The Square, I'm very happy. Okay, <laughs> so, so I, let's see. It's my thing. So. Uh, the Fantastic Woman.
1: Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know it's it's a very good film. Very yeah.
0: so you uh, you got it's now three, three movies, correct?
1: Oh I yeah. Them. It's um Sebastian Lelio is something good. I liked in fact Gloria more than this one, this fantastic woman.
0: Maybe but, you can, maybe you can relate to Gloria
1: more. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a lot like you know about the woman. Yes, yeah, yeah,
1: of course and, I relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are uh, right. Yeah,
0: and, and, <laughs> and, uh,
1: yeah. It's a question of that, of
0: course. And this this movie is for people who kind of have a similar experience, but also to empathize to people who are ha, are not like that. That, that people can kind of understand these kind of yeah. people. Yeah, know?
1: yeah, it's it needed it to talk about I yeah. understand, even if I for me it's a clear thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so then...
0: Okay, and I think uh, we are now we are getting like slowly more and more into like uh, the bigger category, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> like, but uh, and, and, and it kind of the, the, the higher level stuff starts with me with the animated future, because uh-huh. I'm always very passionate about talking about the animation movies and stuff. Even though it sometimes feels like it's it's kind of because it's like you know we we I think we maybe mentioned it last time or something I don't know but it's like I I, I talk about it every time but it's just this small little category for only the movies that are only animated. Mm. but but these movies can be something totally extraordinary you know Yes. and it's very hard for those movies to get out of that category Mm. you know like sometimes like a Toy Story 3 I think was best picture nominated or something but then we had like Charlie Kaufman Anomalisa that was nowhere uh, any other category or was it best, best writing I think but it was like animated but it was best movie you know
1: but you know that now in Berlin there was the film festival and there was this Isle of Dogs of, of uh, this...
0: Wes Anderson.
1: Yeah, Wes Anderson and it, everybody talk about it and it's uh, anim, not animation, it's It book. is, yeah, it is animation, yeah. I animation. So, and in a normal <sighs> film category.
0: Ah, yeah, but uh, it will come you know, the next year maybe, uh. It will have so we, we'll see, Ooh. but but anyway, I, I feel like it's a little bit opened up and stuff like this. I don't know. Yeah. But. So,
1: uh, so what do we have as a selection?
0: So we have the Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, and uh, we have the the bread Winner, yeah. which, which I saw. Uh uh-huh. I managed to see it, and it was <laughs> great. And we have Coco. It was unbelievable, and we have Ferdinand hmm? and Loving Vincent.
1: Ah, uh, Loving Vincent shouldn't be in this group at all. I really, it's it's a, a scandal <laughs> that you take the top, one of the top artists in the world, and try to be on his level. Oh, it's I I cannot uh, take this seriously.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of funny because. Some some people say that it's like because it's it's so much like factual biographical movie about Vincent and that it's, it can be maybe in some ways it's it's made for fans of Vincent who who know the, the stories and kind of and kind of can emerge into it. But then for some some people who are not so Knowing about Vincent, you know, don't, don't know it so well that it can be maybe a little bit boring and kind of like slow pace and kind of nothing maybe happens or something. But uh, but you know very much Vincent Van Gogh story.
1: I travel especially to his exhibitions, you know, around the world. And yeah.
0: Things. So and, uh,
1: then somebody goes and starts to paint like him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and. Uh, Already, I I was very anticipating that movie because I I like this uh, rotoscopic uh, technique and stuff like this. Uh, For Mm -hmm. example, uh, Richard Linklater utilizes it very well in his movies. The same technique, and um, yeah, I like all kind of animation, like uh, interesting animation stuff, and uh, and. The idea that it's painted frame by frame is very interesting and stuff. But then I saw the trailer and I was so disappointed. Like, wow, that looks quite bad. Mm. The acting was bad and the directing was bad. Every painting is amazing. But I, it's not... And, and uh, yeah, I, I still have to... I want to see it still and kind of see what it is. But it, it's, it feels... it. There's something very much off. And it's very sad to say. It's very sad. Because they did so much effort for it. So, um,
1: so what do go to do? That's a stupid thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> with so much effort. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was, a, it was, I a, it was a,
1: with a great artist.
0: It was like an experiment that kind of failed. But,
1: okay. But,
0: but but so I, I saw the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Because I because for me the the of course the the best movie one of the best movies was Coco for me mm. last year. It really, uh, Disney and Pixar have been f- like a constantly uh, hitting a higher quality stand
1: mm-hmm. with every
0: movie. And they have been managed to really surprise me emotionally with, with their stories and with, with, their, with the narration and, and Coco reached some extraordinary level for me. Like, I'm, ah, I'm still mm-hmm. baffled about it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me even to talk about the movie without getting emotional about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: um, so I was very much like, uh, because then you have The Breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And this movie is made by the same studio that made uh, Secret of the Kells and Song of the Sea. which It's, a, it's an, uh, in Ireland, Based studio, and those two movies about I- I- Ireland, and uh, so I, and I always wanted them to get the Oscar. You know, they would deserve recognition uh-huh. for their work. And now it's again now a nomination. And,
1: now you are in trouble.
0: Yeah. So it's it's but and I saw a Winner, and I thought I, I I didn't know really what to think. And it's really, but it was really good. It's about uh, Afghanistan and the Taliban war. Yeah. And, it's, and it's about women. Mm. It's a really good movie. and mm. Very heavy, very r- real, and doesn't shy away about the, It's not a. It can be for if a kid sees it, it's, it can be very heavy to the subject. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I'm very sorry, but Coco affected me much more.
1: <laughs> I, I chose individually without any influence of. From you, by myself, I chose Coco.
0: Oh, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I want to say that there was a a lot of animations that year that didn't even get nominated. Yeah. Animation. So it's very strange that there is something like the Boss Baby.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: next to Mm -hmm. there was a wonderful British film. uh, uh, What was it called? Ethel and Ernest. Ah, uh, no,
1: no. I've say, I say, no.
0: You, you, you saw it?
1: Yeah, I'm not into those.
0: Ah, but uh, for me, it's wonderful to make this kind of real drama movie about just real life and stuff. And it's yeah, like, okay. And And also there was uh, the from the same makers that made uh, Ernest and Celestine, yeah. I think it was called, mm. like a Fox uh, story about foxes and uh, some birds and stuff, and I'm sure it would have been as good as Ernest and Celestine, which was an amazing movie from that time. time. It's very hard to find this movie, so um, it's it's sad.
1: So (laughs) which one did you choose now? Coco. Oh, yeah, okay. So let's see who won.
0: Yeah, let's see. It's, of course, Coco.
1: Oh, Yay! Yeah.
0: And it's and it's yeah. kind of uh, you know it's, uh, it's kind of uh, mixed because the Pixar always gets the Oscar. And yes. Disney yeah, yeah it's something so mysterious It's not really uh, even a surprise that they won, you know? But mm. now they really deserved it. Next yeah. to winner, but it would have been nice if Bretwinner would have got so it was like a bad timing.
1: Yeah, but they got the nomination and that's good.
0: Well, boss, is now. Oscar nominees,
1: so yeah, good for them
0: too.
1: <laughs> so let's see.
0: Okay, so now we get into the director.
1: Yeah. So oh, this is the this is the makers of the movies.
0: Okay, so what do what, we have yeah. now? We, uh, I hope we are not too much behind schedule.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. So we yeah. have
0: uh, Christopher Nolan from Dunkirk. We have. Jordan Peele from Get Out, Greta Gerwig from Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson from Phantom Thread, and Guillermo Del Toro from Save of the Water. Yeah. So, what do you think?
1: I think that Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, because <laughs> that's his absolutely the best. There's no question. They are all good, yeah? But...
0: Well, he- yeah, for sure, they are all, like, Great yeah, directors that and stuff, right. but I, I think I would agree with that Paul Thomas Anderson is just oh, amazing. It's just amazing yeah, yeah. to look at this movie.
1: This is a classic movie. I know it already. Now it will be a classic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh, yeah. but but then also, I, I really want to give credit for Jordan Peele for Get Out, which was oh, also yeah. an amazing job. Wow.
1: And Dunkirk, very good and, uh, for me maybe happy. less.
0: I don't know if like I said cinematography was really good and well okay the direction was really good also. I, I, I don't know if I have anything bad to say about yeah. it and stuff, but I have maybe something else to say about it. So
1: <laughs> who who got it?
0: And the winner the best director is where is it? I cannot see it. Is the, who who did you say? Paul Thomas Anderson?
1: Oh Thomas Anderson.
0: It is to tr- tr- cu- del Toro. No. The same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they talk about all the time that he will get it. you mean that he got it?
0: Yeah, I mean that he won. <laughs>
1: oh, Paul <both> Thomas
0: <laughs> Yeah, poor guy. But maybe uh, he, he was very, you know, he's a nice guy, so he was very happy. for me. And Guillermo del Toro is a wonderful guy to get the Oscar for his achievements, you know.
1: But he got already this production design, it's enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh,
0: okay. So now we get into. Very strange. Supporting actress.
1: Yeah.
0: And it, yeah, we have, do
1: we have here.
0: We have Mary J. Blige from Mudbound. We have Alison Chaney from Itonia. Leslie Banville from Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf from Lady Bird. and Octavia Spencer, The Sape of Water.
1: Do you have an opinion?
0: <sighs> I didn't think of so much about Octavia Spencer. I I thought it was it it was an Oscar worthy. It was just a good acting, you know. It was okay, you know, but there was so many other actors also who were really good. Like it wasn't like Oscar, wow, you know, like
1: that, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, amazing. Yeah, cool.
0: So and then the other one I saw was the Phantom. And I think Leslie Manuel was the was it the it was the friend
1: she was of the, the sister, sister of this uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. It
0: was his sister?
1: Sister, the one who kept the house.
0: Oh, I thought it was like just a, you know, no, a
1: business No, sister. Partner. That's why they had a close a close relationship. Oh, and but... I think myself that Leslie Manuel should get it because she was absolutely fantastic. She was, she's I've seen her in other films completely something else.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Here she was a tight woman, oh. keeping. Oh, she, I think she should have got it, but then, uh, I think the one who will get it is this Octavia Spencer.
0: Oh really? You think so?
1: Yeah, because uh, it's about the time uh, the black woman will get it. No.
0: Um, but he was—he didn't get it before or something else. No.
1: Yeah. No, I think she was a nominee.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't remember Leslie Mandel from other movies. I, I, I At least I don't feel like I don't yeah, remember yeah. her.
1: I don't realize because she's so good.
0: So, uh, but uh, for sure it was better than Octavia Spencer. Way much yeah, better. Of it was, course, it was fantastic. Everybody in that was Oscar worthy, I think. So, I, I would give it to her. So. But let's see. <laughs> uh, it was <laughs> Alison Cheney from ITO. Uh,
1: they talk about her a lot and she was really disgusting screenplay. She talked filth all this time. I can't so is it good acting if you talk that way? Uh, well You can talk that way, but is it good acting I, that...
0: <laughs> I don't know? <laughs> oh. okay, okay. I, I haven't seen silly. it so I don't really know. But I re- I think I remember him fr- her from uh Todd Solon's movies. At least in one you she was in. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just remember her from that and I so it's kind of uh, like a friend. Yeah, because yeah exactly.
1: I feel so too. So, it's not I, her fault yeah. that if the screenplay is filthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But okay. So, and then uh, next we have the supporting actor with yeah. uh, Willem Dafoe from the Florida Project, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson from Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, we have Rick Jenkins from The Sape of Water, Christopher Plummer uh, from the All the Money in the World, which was very interesting, controversial role that she made, and Sam Rockwell from Three Pillboards Outside Epic, Missouri. So it's very interesting that we have two actors from the same movie,
1: mm.
0: as if they didn't have enough movies.
1: Yeah, it looks like them, but we talked and, about and, that already. And, uh. and,
0: yeah, that this Epic, Missouri, do uh, to, to, to have to get both of those? I I have to say that if if something was good about that movie, it was Sam Rockwell's performance. The the character Dixon was wonderful to look at.
1: No, but the screenplay was so bad. So, so bad. <laughs> so, in the beginning, he's really a disgusting person, and then suddenly he turns out... Yeah, weird.
0: it was well, the
1: wor- worst. So, that. of course, he's a pity on him because he's a good actor. So, yeah. So I think I put my cards on William Dafoe in the Florida Project.
0: Oh, ah, okay. It's the
1: time he got it now.
0: Yeah, he would deserve it for sure. Now,
1: what do you think?
0: Uh, I haven't seen Florida Project, and uh, Woody Harrelson wasn't near nearly uh, Oscar worthy. No. and, and Richard, I,
1: Jenkins not...
0: he, Richard Jenkins is a not. Richard Jenkins is an interesting thing because he, I, I, I saw that he 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 acted in three other oscar nominated movies of this year. I don't remember which one were day, but he, he's very active in uh, playing like uh, in, in, in mm-hmm. 2017 in three different movies and maybe even more or something. And- no,
1: but I think it the one who was in three movies this year was My- Michael Stuhlbarg.
0: Ah, yeah.
1: He, he was fantastic. Ah. He was in the Mm. Call call me by call me by your name. The father he was there, then he was in the post.
0: Yeah, now I mixed up in
1: this in this um, he was talking it's Russian in this
0: type of order exactly. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, you said it. He is really something, and yeah. he was not
1: in the, that, that's how what I wanted, in fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But...
0: And, and and now I see who the Ricard Chenkin is and, no way. He it was nothing. Nearly no, 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 no. Are ah, you
1: meant when you just said it? You you meant Michael Sturber. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I yeah. like him. He he is really good. Uh, but, no, but no, I understand, okay. no, 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 I don't, oh, I don't get it. I what? I say Sam Rockwell. He he was okay. despite of the screenplay. He acted, he really enjoyed this character, you know, and mm-hmm. he enjoyed playing it to the fullest and it was ridiculous.
1: It was really good. But,
0: but, but really I, don't, good. I don't really like this, the, how, how the character went and all of the, the whole movie was really bad for me. But mm-hmm. uh, Sam Rockwell was good. Yeah, well, let's so,
1: let's see.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, winner got... It was not Willem Dafoe. It was Sam Rockwell.
1: Ah, you got... Yeah. <laughs> but it was Oscar type, you know, They like that kind of a bellowing person.
0: Yeah, that, that change that he made was so tear-jerking that he, he got Oscar. Nobody
1: can make such a change, in, you know, if you're a yeah. Rockwell person in the beginning.
0: It's, it's not real, like it just didn't... It wasn't real.
1: Yeah, no, I don't feel good with that one. Okay, so, but let's okay. see
0: if we can, if we, if we get better. one. So we have lead actresses yeah. or lead actress and we have Sally Hawkins from The Sape of Water. We have Frances McDormand from Free Billboards. We have Margaret yeah. Robbie from My and Sour sour Rodan, if I yeah. can say it correct, from Lady Bird and Meryl Streep from The Post. Yeah, Again, Meryl Streep. She's always Oscar-nominated.
1: Yeah, so now I tell you that I put my cards on Frances McDormand in three billboards. Even the screenplay was bad. Uh,
0: So you have the opposite. So I I gave it to Sam Rockwell and you Mm. gave it to Frances McDormand, even though it was also a badly written character. Yeah,
1: badly written, and all this was really not, not, uh, not an excellent movie. But she acted very well.
0: Yeah. And I would say uh that it wasn't enough for me, and that um, if the one the one thing that really got on the top level in shape of water was Sally Hawkins
1: I think not oh, no. <laughs> I think not. I have always admired Sally Hawkins. you remember she was in that when uh, when Kate Blanchett got the uh, blue jasmine she was her blue jasmine sister yes. Yeah, wonderful there. And all the other films she has done. And here, she was yeah,
0: not... Yeah, uh, Happy just, Go Lucky was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It she was, it was really good. And I, may, maybe, it's, it's, maybe I remember those, and I like her so much.
1: Yes, yeah, she that, has I, that
0: I give her that, you know, that, oh, okay, wow.
1: That. She deserves it, but uh, not in this film, she was not... She was as bad as everybody else. <laughs> you know, mean, mean people, fool with mean people. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, no, but he, she was very lovely to take. No, she was not.
1: Everybody was fooled. <laughs> let's talk about this film. Okay,
0: right? okay. So uh, let's let's see. Who. And she
1: was like a cartoon character, yeah. No, okay.
0: But the whole movie is a cartoon.
1: Wahoo, so. Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but if if we have to choose from three billboards, I I choose Saliochis. Okay. So let's see. Lead actress. Oh my God! It's Frances McDormand. Oh, is it? Yes.
1: No, she was good. She was, you know, she's uh, acting always perfect.
0: So you saw Etonia?
1: Yes, I've seen some parts of it, oh. right, and I think it's filth. And <laughs> so much filth this year. So I mean, it's the subject and people, and why they're not nice. So anyway. This uh, Frances McDonald, she is the second Oscar, I think she got.
0: Yeah.
1: I yeah. think maybe from Fargo or somewhere she got, I don't remember. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it, she deserves it. So that was that. And then we go.
0: have, we have almost to the, to the end of it, we have mm-hmm. the lead actor. We have Timothy Calamette from Call Me By Your Name. We have yeah. Andy A. lewis from Phantom Thread. We have Daniel Calia. Get from Get Out. We have Gary Oldman from Darkest Hour, and then Washington Hello from Roman J. Israel Esquire. Yeah. And um, what do you think about
1: it? Yeah, I was not sure this time because Daniel Day Lewis has always been the you know the best on you know just marvelous. But this time I really I'm I'm not the women in that film were the better. Oh. Both, both women, and I would go on Timothy Chalamet. And um, by your name, and okay. he said, even he's a young, and I normally don't like to give Oscar for young because they have this still time to develop and so on. But he was,
0: yeah, he was. I, yeah. uh, well, I, I think Daniel Day-Lewis. It's as a masterful thing as as always. It's just hard to to say it otherwise. I think it was just marvelous. Like, it's more than Oscar, you know. Yeah. It's it's something that's just classic. Yeah. You know, it goes into the same category from as as all the other James Stewarts of the world. You know, yeah. a classic. You know, so I don't even care if he gets it or not. But um, mm-hmm. the other one that I saw was Get Out. With Daniel Kalia and it was really nice. I I liked him. So it would be nice if he gets an Oscar. Yeah, it
1: would
0: be. Yeah. But it's also there's also Gary Oldman. I haven't seen Darkest Tower and he I don't know if he got the Oscar yet. But he's he's an Oscar worthy actor.
1: I think he was in the fifth element.
0: Yes,
1: he was. It's
0: he was. <laughs> A funny movie to, to mention here, but yes, he was in the picture. A
1: lot of movies. So let's see who got. I'm really eager to hear who who got it.
0: It was uh, Carrie Underwood.
1: Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> good for him! So they went <laughs> all of these two difficult ones, Timothy Chalamet and Daniel, they do Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah very difficult ones. But I'm very happy for all that he finally yeah. was recognized.
1: Been I like him for always. Yeah. So then we have one more.
0: Yes, then we get into the best picture. And there's mm. quite a lot of films. I feel yeah. this year. We have Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. We have Darkest Hour. We have Dunkirk. Get Out. Ladybird. Phantom Thread. The Post. The Shape of Water. And Three Billboards. Bleah. Um <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, a lot. I don't even remember what, what were the other movies. It's such a big list. And I... I tried to see as as many as possible to to prepare for the Oscars, discussion and stuff like this. And I kind of had, to, you know, I kind of got a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, down. I, I got kind of, uh, I feel like maybe a little bit depressed watching these Oscar movies because mm-hmm. because the first the square got me down a lot. Yeah, and now the free billboards, like, and I thought it would be a good movie. Yeah, you know, because it's an Oscar-nominated movie and stuff, and I kind of trust it. You know, like, hey, you know, maybe there's something if it's like so many nominations and stuff like this. Everybody's saying so much good, and it was just so bad. Yeah, it was just like
1: I feel exactly the same.
0: It was, you know, you know, it's like when I was watching the movie. At first, I was kind of into it. I was like, okay, this is kind of fun, like a black comedy and everybody's mean to each other and
1: It starts very well and so Yeah, on.
0: but then it kind of gets kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and it's cheap laughs. People were laughing in the theater and I didn't laugh at all.
0: And cheap cheap uh, drama. Yeah. You cheap. know, there's the moment and and where a character makes a suicide. Mm. And he writes to his wife a letter, a suicide letter, Ooh. that I love you very much because the character is dying of cancer. So he writes this uh, letter to his family, saying that that he loves them so much and try to live a happy life without me. And that and and then he he practically what he says to and then he kills himself and so what he practically says to his family is like. I love you so much from the full of my heart. So now I'm going to suit myself and traumatize everybody. Yeah. It's like what kind of a decision is this from a yeah, husband? Yeah. You know, you could have done this so much more better. Yeah, it's not logical, know. the whole thing. And and then the, the stupid police station scene where this diction changes suddenly to a perfect person. Yeah. Or something. And then the whole ending. Where they go go somewhere to kill somebody been, yeah,
1: just like because they the think thing. that
0: he's a horrible person. It's like oh, it's just everything in that movie just became. So, and, and you know what was funny? After, <laughs> after that movie, I I I, I uh, thought about the the, the perfect like uh, example of what this movie was was uh, of a uh, stand-up comedian Eddie Izzard, <laughs> a sketch from him where he compares British movies to American movies, mm. where in British movies, everything is very subdued and there's like mm. no drama. And it's just people coming into a room like, hello. Oh, uh, oh, I, I didn't know there was somebody here. Yeah. What is it? I'm arranging matches. And oh, I I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should go. I'm explaining it very, very bad, so just go and see the clip on YouTube or something, but then anyway then he explains that the American version of that is that the guy comes in and starts yelling and cursing, and like, who the fuck are you? What are you fucking doing in this room? What do you fuck? And then the guy, what are you talking about? Fuck you, and you know, it's like this, the, and that was the whole movie for me. It's like yeah. this American movie, which is everybody has to be, like, extremely dramatic to each other. Mm. cursing and you know fucking each other and like
1: yeah yeah unbelievable
0: and and i really and 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 it's really weird that watching these kind of movies i Mm. watching these kind of american movies i really think like like and some other like southern movies from america i really think that america is the most violent horrible place on earth because it's in this quiet little town, everybody's just so we to each other. Yeah, exactly.
1: But like, then if you see Sofia Coppola as the big guy, you see something else completely.
0: Yeah, like. yeah. So, it's like that's not true, but seeing these kind of movies, that's how mm-hmm. it makes you feel. And they always and in America, like Trump and is saying, like, all those shithole countries, yeah. and how horrible they are in Middle East and all of these places, like look at this movie, you know, this is how, you, how America is, apparently, mm-hmm. and everybody's loving this film, so I don't know, I don't understand, you know, it's it's just uh, ridiculous, so.
1: So I don't understand why this downsizing by Alexander Payne is not in, included in the Oscars at all, it's.
0: Maybe maybe it's because they also have to, you know, they have to really campaign the movie. They have to put a lot of money into promoting the movie to be an Oscar oh. movie and stuff like this. So maybe Alexander Payne just didn't want to go into it. And, and people like it. have
1: maybe had to understand that this little subject of the little people—it's not very pleasant thing you know, to like some, something all these billboards and things. They love this.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the drama.
1: Yeah, yeah so. uh, With people small, it's not interesting, but it has such deep meaning that film is very, very good. But yeah. you know, I put my cards on Best Picture on the Phantom Thread because that is the best of this. This,
0: yeah, uh, movie. I, 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 after watching some of these movies, like I, yeah, uh, it's hard, it's weird, it's hard to say why. It's so clear that Phantom Tread is is a it's a wonderful classical masterpiece. Mm. It's it's wow! It was a magnificent experience.
1: Yeah, this like, Get Out was a good trip, not good, very yeah. good, surprising, <laughs> and very well done. And Call Me by Your Name, it's like a wonderful uh, visit into Italy and all this yeah. thing. It's yeah, really, but it doesn't come on the all of it. To the
0: level of... Yeah, and Dunkirk um, was like... Everybody, like, it was like... Um, I, I was kind of unfortunate that I had to see it at home because they said that it was very much a cinema experience. Yeah. This, I, could, I can imagine that, like, watching it. And I really enjoyed uh, the, the way Christopher Nolan told the story in three different timelines very and how nice. it was edited, even though I don't really know what's the reason for that. Mm. Because it's like a gimmick. But yeah, there wasn't yeah. really a reason for the gimmick in the movie. Yeah. Like mm. like in his previous movies, he has a very specific narrative storytelling reason how why he uses the timeline in such a way, like Inception mm. and uh, Memento and uh, so on. But here it was kind of just, hey, cool, you know? And it was done brilliantly, but yeah. I don't know why it was done. And the music was quite really nice and how it was like I was I, it was kind of an interesting experience that that half point of the movie I was kind of getting bored at some point because it was like oh uh, so like what what's this I don't know like it was kind of stale somehow I, I was getting tired let's say because I, I've been sleeping very few this these days these nights It was late in the night, and I was watching it, and I was getting really tired. I was like, "Oh, there was nothing to keep me going." But then, just the editing and the music and the tension just kept me awake because it's so—it just goes on and on and on and on. It just, you know, it picks you up, and you have to run with it, you know, (laughs) even though you're tired. And then
1: then we (laughs) have this Steven Spielberg film, *The Post*. And I I went to see it, and it's, uh, it's a really good Steven Spielberg film. But yeah. even I, when I watched it, while I watched it, I realized that this part should have been done more precise. They would have, st- should have thought about it more time, you know, mm. give it more time and put it in another place that they could do it that way. Even, you know, I was thinking of <laughs> those things when I was watching it. Mm. I didn't go along with the story so so much. It yeah. it, it was not uh, ready. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was okay. not
1: ready for no.
0: And it's a this kind of it's a it's a kind of classical story, and we have so many good movies like that, like the. All the President's Men, or what was it? Yeah,
1: and the Spotlight, and all kinds of... Yeah, yeah
0: and, and I, for me, the, All the President's Men is, like, the, the, the top point. Like, it's, yeah. You don't even understand what's happening, but it's so fascinating.
1: And it was a good one, but from Steven Spielberg, who makes such good films. So I wouldn't expect such a not-ready film. Ah, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, So yeah. Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen it, so I, I don't know. But I, I, I still want to say one thing about Dunkirk which uh, make me think about the war movies that because I was watching this movie and it's there's there's some there's an interesting kind of uh, question or issue about war movies that I'm thinking these days a lot. That like this movie is in the end it's a very heroic movie. Mm. It's like how all these heroes who survived
1: yeah, normal, um, usual people who come home to live usual lives, but in the war they have to act. In, in
0: yeah, but it's not really even a, like it's. It's just that they have to survive that that beach. Yeah. That's the whole point, and they they have to get mm-hmm. home because it doesn't really show anything else. It, it doesn't. We don't even see any so, uh, enemy soldiers,
1: and we see Mark Ryland's there.
0: Yeah, which is nice. So, um, what I mean is that. Like I really would like to have a, a more kind of uh, confrontational approach to war movies, to to see it in in the future. That I I don't know if it's so important to keep on making these heroic war movies. Like like so many like a uh, big chunk of the war movies that we see are made for the honor of all the people who fought and who died. In the mm. war, like as as if that they they were like heroes, you know, like like the Mel Gibson movie last year, the bridge something, Excellent. yeah, which was basically a propaganda movie for about mm. you know how great the war is and stuff like this, and, and and that's that's a little bit of problematic of approach, and this kind of goes into the Haneke way of thinking that the responsibility that you have as a filmmaker of how what kind of a story you tell, and that. We are kind of creating, like we are making this a very heroic, b- beautiful image of of the war that the war makes of us, you know, yeah. that we are the heroes. But it's it's still one sided uh, perspective to the to the thing. And I'm not saying I'm not I don't want to put anything down of the people who fought and who killed. But there, there for for example, in that Dunkirk, there is a problematic thing. I, I don't know. It, I, I thought it was a little bit maybe problematic that there was this little kid who went with Mark Rylance, mm. who got who got himself killed, yeah. or it was he you know, got himself? Yeah. But he he went there, he went to the war, volunteered, yeah. and they got killed, and it was a horrible drama. Yeah, because the whole point was that he shouldn't have been there.
1: Yeah, accidentally. Yeah, yeah.
0: and so and it was. Killed by their own soldier and everything, so it was really dirty.
1: Yeah, horrible
0: thing that happened.
1: Yeah,
0: and the and the and the whole drama of that was indeed the idea that, like, how can we admit this? How can we? How can we get out of this dirt that this kid died in these circumstances? And the solution to that was that they went home. And they read from the paper that they made the kid a hero.
1: Yeah, no good, no
0: that, good. Yeah, that is a problematic approach to this, and that that's how we make heroes of war, mm. and, and and the and the, the problems of war. We mm. we 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 put it under the carpet and we just label it hero.
1: Yeah, and
0: we forget about it. And yeah. and, and people talk uh, like I heard from some other people on the internet saying that wouldn't it be, for example, nice to see? Uh, a movie where, well, let's say, Nazis were the heroes. Mm. Just to see, like, you know, the other perspective to it. And oh, that yeah. movie was made, and it's called Iron Cross, which is a very human, hum- humanistic movie about just plain, simple German Nazi soldiers who also tried to survive. Because yeah. they were also people, they were also human, and they were also mm. just the soldiers doing their job. Mm. And we have this very black and white idea of it, that they were the enemies and we are the heroes, mm. you know? And this is what I mean, that we, we, we need it, you know? Yeah. Psychologically, we need, we need to have that confrontation of the true nature of war.
1: And, yeah, and th- is not helping. And this year, Sebastian Lelio did that by putting this transgender man-woman you know, into this uh, the fantastic woman film. He did it, what not you're really. talking about, but not in a war, but in equal.
0: Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm not specifically a war movie.
1: No, I yeah. see, see it everywhere.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was.
1: this so year is Sebastian Lelio.
0: So, okay. which,
1: which film you prefer in this?
0: I, well, I think we both said that Phantom Thread is like yes. you know, okay. that deserves yeah. it. So, yeah, it
1: deserves and it. And no, I, I
0: also would like if get out get it, but I'm very, a horror movie like that, getting an Oscar is very, very, very rare rare. rare. yeah, so, but it would be nice, but, you know Lord of the Rings got Oscar, so you know, it can happen that that the Chandra movie gets Oscar one
1: day
0: (laughs) so you want to know? yes Uh, oh. oh my god it is the shape of water.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best director and best scene, best picture.
0: Yes, the oh. best picture wants the shape of water. Isn't that but interesting? He was
1: the director too, no? What? Was, wasn't he the best director?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was the best director.
1: Uh, well, something happened here.
0: It's not. <laughs> 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 what?
1: something happened here that they didn't understand this thing so but now it's, it's, yeah. it's kind
0: of interesting because it's a kind of a genre like like a what dark fairy tale think? fantasy film and yeah. it got an Oscar so but maybe it, it got into the heart of the people and it was like oh a fish, times, fish man romance it
1: means that the times are really bad and Filthy,
0: no. They were, they
1: were <laughs> nasty. Everybody in that film were, were so nasty.
0: Explain uh, why, why Sally Hawking was so
1: nasty. Yeah, she was a lonely woman who is, uh, is mute. She can't talk. And she's living in with that man, Richard Dickens, in the neighbor. Mm-hmm. And she's going and working and so on. And then she's using this uh, water creature as a toy.
0: Yeah, and it's Really yeah. nasty.
1: Yeah. She see, calls him from the water with those eggs. Come, 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 come. You're nasty. <laughs> Don't, and they want us to believe that it's a love story.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that same thing too. Yeah. How, how can we actually really make sure that this this uh, Aquaman has agreed on anything, that it has <laughs> actually consciousness and stuff because it's actually legally speaking this would this would go into the category of bestiality.
1: It makes us yeah. It makes us believe that this Sally Hawkins is uh, very much after sex and no yeah, and well, that's true. Uh, yeah. touching because he's lonely and this wants touching and sex and so on and so he takes this water creature. <laughs> It's, they don't see that that's not okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, mm-hmm.
0: a, it's an interesting point to it, yeah. Uh.
1: But the real good person in that film is, who saves the film, is M- Michael Stuhlbarg. <laughs> Russian talking nice man.
0: Yeah, it was nice how well he talked Russian. Yeah, it was very I natural. It like, was not only the Pacific Russian line, but he actually like, yeah. It was like it's those so little funny. moments also like saying something in Russian in the heat heat of the moment he spoke Russian and stuff yeah. it was really good. He takes
1: his parts exactly like you no know, like good actors do like Francis McDormand. They take it and they make
0: it. Yeah, and I felt yeah. like the movie was like everything about that movie was kind of like except the production design maybe was like so kind of cliche.
1: Yeah.
0: Very predictable, very classic, very basic.
1: And the, very... Nothing that
0: hasn't been done before, uh, like ten times, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, but but the but it seems like the 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 the, the, the freshness of it is how he how Guillermo del Toro combines these elements together as into one movie, you know, all of these different things. And the only real new crazy thing is Aquaman uh, sex scene. That that's the real main crazy thing. Of, that is something that we haven't seen yet. Is is that 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 Sally Hawking makes love with the Aquaman?
1: Yeah, we haven't seen it, and I don't yeah. want to even see it.
0: No. But I don't know if if that's enough to make this film like the best movie of the year. Yeah. Is because we see Aquaman romance and you
1: know, the music. You remember it was rolling from the beginning it blast on your brains it <laughs> break your brains through it the It reminded me
0: of Amelie.
1: Horrible movie. horrible music. What? It
0: it reminded it reminded me of Amelie and I, I feel like maybe the wanted to bring that aesthetics into it. And that was like uh, one of the classic elements like it's uh, it's, it's that kind of a, like a magical uh, kind of fairy tale is uh Romance movie kind of like what Amelie was yeah. You know like it, he wanted To like make that same thing and, um, But but yeah it wasn't so Much uh, like
1: That's uh, a disappointment And also not-
0: uh, and, but My theory of why why it won Is because the, One of the main thing about the movie Kind of like in free billboards And stuff like what you say is that Everybody is kind of horrible And in fact it did the whole movie is filled with all kind of horrible stuff. Yeah. Everything is kind of horrible in that world. And it, it feels like Del Doro kind of gathered into one movie, everything that is wrong in our world, yeah. you know, and he wanted to just kind of make a movie about how to survive it, the kind of how, how to have, so to speak, the, Humanity and love in the middle of this horribleness.
1: I think he went wrong very badly.
0: So, but but maybe maybe this is what he wanted to say. He made a movie and everybody bought it. Everybody mm-hmm. just you know ate it up. Dum, dum, dum. All this and they <laughs> and they gave an Oscar because it's like yes, this is what we have to do. We have to in, in during these difficult times. We have to all be loving and humane and save the Aquaman creature you know, that, mm. that's what we have to do because now we have Trump and everything, you know, so that that's why it's the Oscar movie, so it's a statement. Yeah, probably.
1: But uh, now we should be really in movie world and not in...
0: But it's nice to see that the, our the, the best movie of the year, the Phantom Threat got at least got the costume design Oscar. I well, it.
1: That was it. That was funny because that's the Oscar I de- wouldn't give it.
0: The Phantom Train. Horrible dresses. (laughs) Very
1: good story. The screenplay and all these. But um, I was wondering what horrible
0: dresses. (laughs) 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 Okay, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: but we have to talk more. Choose some movies and then talk more about individually about. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now we, now we. Got we it was maybe a little bit more than an hour that we ended up with the Oscars. But um, yeah, that was our reaction. That
1: was really exciting day. Yeah, I, was, I didn't was, know yeah. the about this. Now,
0: like, oh. like we said in the beginning, it's like I feel feel like many of those best movies weren't even in the list, so it was kind of like kind of uh, uh nonchalant. So in a way of how how this Oscar would go in a way, you know, like Phantom yeah. Thread. Who cares if it's not even nominated because it's, yeah, yeah. it's still good, and yeah, stuff like that. So
1: and Downsizing is still good even if it's not mentioned.
0: <laughs> yeah. So and
1: happy end and so okay. So we exactly. say goodbye and uh,
0: see yeah. you. Next. Thanks for being with us. Yeah.
1: Goodbye. Thank
0: you.
1: Goodbye. goodbye.
0: Uh, it's me Aron, the co-host of the movie podcast we have been listening to Some quick words here at the end uh, First of all, if you want to know more about our podcast And get some extra material from the episode So you can visit our website, mothersandmovies.com. And If you like our podcast, you can share it with your friends That would really uh, help to give us a little bit of exposure uh, outside And um, also, if you want, it would really be nice and help our show If you could rate us on iTunes The music that you heard in the beginning and now in the background Was done by Kevin McLeod With my additional big remixing for our intro track And uh, then I said last, on the last episode at the end That uh, this this time we would talk about a movie that is not really a film um, So uh, the Oscars kind of came in between Because it was delayed for, for a specific reason, and so um, uh, we will talk about the film that is not a film on the next time. Uh, so be sure to join us then. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot, and bye.